This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The biggest battle we will ever have to face is the battle between you and you. It's the battle of taking your mind to that limit and then breaking through. On the Mindful Experiment podcast, we will share concepts, universal laws, and interviewing individuals who have done just that, who have gone through the dark times and through those moments allowed their light to shine bright. I'm your host, Dr. Rick Manzo, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and taking this journey with me as we discover different avenues to break through those limits, expand your reality, and evolve into the person you desire to be. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey guys, this is Dr. Vic, and you're listening to another episode on The Mindful Experiment. In this interview I had, it was really uh, a great time to connect as I've known about this individual for quite some time in his work in the health field. Um, He's written a great book that discusses about vaccines and making specific choices in there. I've had patients bring this up because I recommend his book actually a lot. So when I had the great opportunity to interview Dr. Sears, I was really, really looking forward to this as we were going to dive into something that was very passionate for me, which is brain health. Uh, Being a chiropractor, that's what I strictly focus massively on. And this is something that I take uh, all the work that I do is on the brain and how to rewire it. And what does that mean for your health and all these different things? So Dr. Sears and I dive into 
so many different things that you can go ahead and do when it comes to your life, when it comes to creating a healthy brain. He's even written a book called The Healthy Brain Book, and he shares a great ton of things in there, and we, he brings it in a very nice and simple way. Um, we discuss a lot about that in the episode. We also talk a lot about things where, what are the foods that you should be consuming? Why is it important? Why is salmon so critical for brain health? Why is fat so critical for brain health? We dive into all these elements. And then we talk a little bit about his personal life too, and we get into some of that. But it was really, really great to connect with Dr. Sears. I know you're going to enjoy this episode as much as I have. Like I said, I've been a big fan of his work. He's been actually helping how to raise healthy families for over 40 years. And him and his, together with his wife, he's written over 40 books and countless articles on parenting, nutrition, and healthy aging. This guy's an expert. He's a seer in what he does, a mystic, a sage in that aspect of things. Um, you'll see the gentleness of his heart and so, so much more. So I'm excited to share this amazing recording um, that I had the opportunity to have with Dr. Sears. And I know I'm going to have him back on the episode because there is so much more that I want to get into um, when it comes to mind and peak performance with the mind and what are things that decrease the mind, don't let it be happier and sharper and so much more, what decreases our mental output, emotional burnout, and all these other things that I, we didn't get a chance to discuss so much into this episode, but we'll always have them back for more. So without further ado, here is Dr. Sears. Well, Dr. Sears, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Dr. Vick. It's a pleasure to be with you. Uh, I was ex I'm excited to have you on. I know a lot about what you're up, you've been up to, what you've been doing, and I love when uh, uh, even my patients know what you're up to. So when I when I had the op knew I had the opportunity to interview and talk to you, I was just like, this is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, that, you know that's the key, I think, to uh, to brain health. Actually, what we're going to talk about is uh, try to have a lot of fun. Oh, tell me about, it, especially during these times, right? Oh yes, absolutely. So before we get into, we, I know we have so much to talk about with brain health, and I know we're going to go down so many fun things with that. How did you get into all that? How did you get into what you do? Well, over the, this is my 50th year as a medical doctor in practice. Congratulations, by the way. And I thank you, and I, I love every minute of it. And my, my favorite, I love holding babies. <laughs> <laughs> I know the feeling. I know the feeling. Oh. That's the most precious thing in the world is holding a little baby. So true. And, but I, I started seeing about 20 years ago a very alarming trend. And that was that mental unwellness, depression, anxiety, and what I call the Ds, ADD, ADHD, OCD, BPD, and, and the big D, depression, all those Ds were occurring at younger and younger ages. and more severely and I thought oh my goodness what what's going on here and I started reading about it and then I realized that you know I've, I've read a lot of brain books and I'd, I'd read a book a brain book and I'd either fall asleep or uh, it was on overload I, my, my mind my brain was tired after a few pages I said so I said um, I had two goals in. One, I needed to write a book that was fun to read because the way our brain works, if we laugh, if we smile, if we cry, it's called emotional arousals. 
that our brain opens up. It's like, like. The brain says like when we laugh or we smile. So I wanted to have a book in which you you read a paragraph and you smile or you laugh or you look at an illustration of the brain on a page. And so that was my first goal, to do a, a, a book that was informative to read. And plus, another, so many of the books, there's a lot of uh, sort of flaky news out there. I wanted a book that was based on solid science. I'm a, a show me the science doctor, as you are, and uh, solid science. So that's why I, I partnered with um, a good friend, um, uh, Dr. Vince Fortness, who's professor of neurology psychiatry at, at USC School of Medicine. And we put this book together. Uh, it just came out and on um, called The Healthy Brain Book. And that was our goal. My goal was, um, just to see if we couldn't give my patients my practice. I started with this. I, I use my practice sort of a laboratory, <laughs> as you probably do. Uh, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and, uh, you know, study what works and what doesn't. Uh, I, uh, they, they would come in and say, you know, doctor, I know I, I'm depressed. I know I, I, I just need a plan. I would hear that. I just need a plan, an action plan. And so, okay. Here's the plan, the Healthy Brain book. So that, that is how we got into um, writing about mental wellness. I love that. And I love how, you know, you're, you started to see how this is happening sooner and sooner uh, in, in age and so forth. My, my practice is, uh, uh, we're, I see a ton of kids, we're about 50% pediatrics. And that's uh, my motivation to go pediatrics was about four years ago, because I started to see uh, chronic illnesses going through the roof. And it was one of those things where I was like, I, I can't, it, I, on my watch, I can't let that happen. So even though I only have a small little speck of the pie that I'm, I'm influencing, at least I'll be happy that I did that. Um, one question I wanted to ask you, though, is why do you think we're seeing it sooner and sooner uh, and younger and younger? Well, I think in, in one word, I think it's a mismatch that how our brains develop you know, thousands and thousands of years ago, how our brains developed, first of all, to eat real food of all the organs and the whole body, the brain is most susceptible to what you eat, for better or worse. So I think the first problem, we were eating, not eating smart foods. We were eating dumb foods. Secondly, we were made to move our bodies and our brains were made to move and we were made to move outdoors and what are we doing we are sitting too much indoors and thirdly we were made we were made to meditate a bit you know our brains were wired to work and create and be active and you know go out and do things but then our brains were also made to, okay, take a deep breath, take a, a few minutes off, and just relax and cool it, and then get back to work. See, so, so we're, we're living the way our brains were not created to work. And I think this is why the brains are saying, okay, enough already. I'm tired. I'm not going to work. 
That, that makes perfect sense. I mean, I couldn't agree with you more, uh, especially movement is life. And, and, and I always educate my patients on how that your brain needs stimulation in the sense of movement because that's how it feeds itself. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned smart, not smart foods. What would you consider to be smart foods? Well, the, the, um, what I, again, I'm a, been a pediatrician now for 50 years and I, so if, uh, uh, pardon me if I start uh, talking like a child, thinking like a child, or my wife says act like a child. But, but here, here's, here's the simple, you know, the brain is the most complicated organ. So I think if we can make it fun and understandable. So why, what are the best foods for the brain? Well, let's go into the brain a minute. The brain is mostly fat. And how I teach my parents to remember that is uh, we're fatheads. You're a fathead. I'm a fathead. Our brain is mostly fat. So therefore, our brain needs smart fats. If our brain is mostly fat, we need a smart fat diet, not a low-fat diet. This whole low-fat thing was probably, Dr. Vic, the the dumbest advice in America was that (laughs) low-fat diet. Couldn't agree with you more. Well, low fat, high carb was just the opposite of what the brain needs. So the brain's mostly fat. The brain needs smart fats. That's point number one. All right. So we need smart fats, which we can talk about later. Uh, next, what is it about fat that decays? If the brain is mostly fat, what makes it so vulnerable to what's called neuroinflammation? That's the root cause of so many illnesses. Uh, we, we call it turning rancid. You ever left a piece of fresh, fresh fish out overnight? A little fillet of salmon overnight and you smell it in the morning, it, it, it stinks, it, it's turned rancid. Um, fat turns rancid, decays. It becomes neuroinflammation, it's called. Therefore, the next category of, of foods we need to eat are antioxidants, foods that keep your brain, your fathead, from oxidizing. And what are the best sources of antioxidants? You know, our doctor, our, my favorite neurologist, Dr. Mom, told us that along, you know, eat your vegetables. But fruits, vegetables, and seafood are your best sources of antioxidants. So that's how I put together our, our brain, the smart foods on our brain health plan. If the brain is mostly fat, and fat oxidizes, therefore, um, a smart brain food diet would be high in smart fats and high in antioxidants. And antioxidants are plant-based foods, fruits, veggies, and berries. I, I, I totally agree. And, and, and it's one of those things where, you know, I think the, the whole low-fat movement came like in the early 90s. And um, I remember reading an article in 18 years since they moved to the low fat diet, just in 18 years, diabetes had tripled. Yes. And, right. and because it never made, it never made sense. And, and what's interesting is this is why um, I, I love uh, uh, medical detective work. And that whole low fat diet they've exposed just a few years ago, they expose all that science as as just false. It was wrong, and uh, because when you started putting more carbs, when you took the fat out of food, you put in junk carbs. And I tell my patients, I say, it's junk carbs that make you fat, not 
smart fats. And a little exercise, I tell them if they don't believe me, I say, all right, say at uh, two o'clock some afternoon, you're, you're hungry and you eat an egg, an egg, 75 measly calories, smart food, an egg. And notice how you feel. You're, you're not hungry an hour or two later, you'll feel perfectly satisfied. Then the ne uh, next day, eat a piece of a uh, slice of white bread, same number of calories. And notice you're hungry an hour later. So you eat another couple slices. See, so uh, junk carbs don't uh, have two major faults. They don't fill you up, so you overeat. And also they create, it's like the brain says, I need more, I need more, I need more, so you overeat. So this, uh, and, and that's smart for the food industry because uh, they want you to overeat and overbuy. So that's why we, we want to come back to a smart fat diet. And in fact, um, this surprises my older patients. I, I see um, adults too. And uh, I tell them, you know, the, as you get older, I want you to make three changes in your diet. And I use the term diet uh, as, a, as a way of eating. We're all on sort of a diet, a way of eating. I said, I want you to eat more smart fats. I want you to eat slightly more protein and much less carbs. So more fat, a little bit more protein, and much, much less carbs. And this is this is because how our brain works you know as you get older your brain needs to be nourished better and so those are uh, kind of a three uh, little simple uh, rules for them to follow i like that how is that would you are you like an advocate for then like the keto diet or a paleo diet um are you a fan of diets in general um where do you stand on that well the um uh for, one one of the problems with so many of these diets is I, I'm a fan of what I call the real food diet. <laughs> the real food, just eat real foods. You know, foods that swim in the sea, foods that grow in the land. They don't come in a box or a can. Real foods. And foods that go through a factory and spend a lot of time in factory and, and man messes it up. Those are not real foods, a real food diet. That's my diet. Um, the uh, ketogenic diet uh, is a, an excellent diet as we get older. And if you're healing from something like cancer, I'm a cancer, I'm a cancer survivor twice. And, or if you uh, uh, want to lose uh, extra body fat, belly fat. But it should be done under supervision and must should be done under supervision. So I think the best diet is what I call just a modified ketogenic diet. And that is again, uh, very high in smart fats. Probably half of what you eat is going to, for, for my diet, way I eat, I, half, of my, half of my calories are smart fats. 25% are good proteins, and maybe 20, 25% smart carbs. That sort of um, a modified ketogenic diet, if you're on, if you have certain illnesses like cancer or, or, or weight control, 
than sometimes uh, just uh, five or 10% of your calories um, would be carbs. And also, um, I don't count uh, uh, veggie carbs. Uh, that's also a mistake sometimes they make in, in calorie counting. I don't count calories in vegetables because uh, you can't overeat them for one thing. <clears throat> uh, vegetables don't make you fat, even though you look on the package and there are uh, carbs in it. You, you burn so many calories just chewing and digesting the veggies that they don't make you fat. So I, I don't count veggie carbs. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the same boat with that one. The same with me. I always tell people, eat as much veggies as you want. Do, do not even worry. You can, you can overeat as much as you want to. It's not going to do anything negative to you. Absolutely. Um, yeah, this is, this is, I like that. And I always recommend the same thing with, with, cause the ketogenic diet, even fasting now is getting very popular. Um, you know, there was, it was a movie on Netflix a couple of years ago on it and I hear patients bring it up to me and, and so forth. And like, well, I did a one day fast doc. I did a three day fast. And I'm like, it's like the same thing with keto. You got to walk, you got to know what you're doing or know, work with someone who knows this stuff and knows how to work with the keto diet, ketogenic diet or fasting in that aspect. Yeah, to uh, ab absolutely. And you, you mentioned a statement a while ago, crawl before you walk. That's true. See, the, the brain, the head brain and the gut brain, our two brains, does not like sudden changes in diet. So the worst thing you can do is very suddenly go on a real strict eating change where you don't eat enough or you go keto or something like that or low calories, anything. Take it slow. Take it slow so the brain adjusts. And one very simple, uh, I call it in my, in my medical practice, I call it the rule of twos. I say, all right, here's one simple change you can make to get your gut brain and your head brain uh, uh, prepared for, for a, a different way of eating. The rule of twos, I want you to eat twice as often, or words, you become a grazer instead of a gorger. Eat twice as often, eat half as much, and chew twice as long. Chew twice as long. So that's one simple change you can make that's slow. And, it's, and because uh, one thing that the brain does not like is called spikes. So avoid spikes, avoid sugar spikes is just a, a couple of very smart words for brain health. And when you graze instead of gorge, become a nibbler or a grazer, then your brain doesn't have sugar spikes and it, it likes. And also your gut. If your gut brain, the second brain is, uh, that's why the gut is called the second brain. If your gut could talk, it would say, I like small, frequent feedings, become a grazer. And so what I do in the morning, uh, my little uh, uh, brain health diet, I have a nice uh, smoothie in the morning. I make a big uh, smoothie with about 14 different ingredients, you know, lots of color, smart fats like MCT or coconut oil, avocado, um, nut butters or handful of nuts, smart fats, and, and I just, and lots of uh, fruits, and I put kale in it, and pomegranates, and blue, all kinds of berries, and, and um, uh, that's, and I blend it, and I sip on it throughout the morning, 
and into the day. And then I'll have a, uh, I'll nibble on nuts during the afternoon. I make my own trail mix of five favorite nuts. I'll nibble on nuts. And then in the evening, I'll have a salad. I start, I start the meal with a salad because a salad is a wonderful way to start the meal because it keeps you from overeating. And then a, you know, a filet of salmon. My favorite brain food is salmon and um, wild salmon. And so that's sort of my, my way of eating. Everybody is different, but my way of eating is, is, is just that way. I like that. I like how salmon is phenomenal. Uh, I try to get it at least once a week. My, my brain food that I like to eat a lot is eggs. Um, I have about 10 chickens, and so I get fresh eggs. I, I raise them right, I pasture raise, organically fed. Oh, um, good for you. I'm envious. Oh, I, would, <laughs> I, would, you know, I, I love eggs. I yes. love eggs. I have an egg a day. And, oh, I wish <laughs> – I wish we could have a chicken chicken coop out there and would have eggs. <laughs> I, I, it's actually, I've been doing this for about a year now. I've been wanting to do it for three years. And then finally last year, my wife just is like, hey, there's some chickens that we can get that are adult. The farmer said he can give them to us at a certain price. She's like, you want to do it? I was like, you know what? Enough, enough. We talked too much about this. Let's do it. And oh. uh, best thing I've ever done. I mean, I probably, I'm probably paying, uh, I could probably probably pay the same because, I mean, we feed them the best food we can, and, and we give them greens uh, every other day. They just go nuts for greens, uh, any type of greens, um, mm-hmm. vegetables, that is. And um, it's just uh, awesome. So, yeah, I like I like the – what are your – so we're talking about smart fats, and we're talking about how the brain is, is all about loving fat. How – what nuts do you like? What's your five favorite nuts? I know you mentioned that earlier. Well, I, I like almonds, almonds, pecans. Um, Brazil nuts, a couple of those. Um, I think they're all extremely healthy. I, I'm not a fan of uh, cashews as much. I don't think they're as healthy. But my uh, top nut, uh, the top nut is is almonds. And the thing is, they should be raw, because when you roast the oils in nuts, uh, that does, it's not good for them. You can oxidize them. So raw nuts. Make your own trail mix. Ah, you can just take your five favorite nuts. But I like um, my favorite nuts. I have, have almonds, pecans, Brazil nuts. Um, I'll have some pine nuts sometimes and pumpkin seeds. I'll throw pumpkin seeds in there. Uh, ex- really good, good sources of minerals and and make your own. And the, uh, in fact, you, you mentioned um, uh, what we have in our book, people are always at what I think is the top brain food. Well, um, we'll make two points on that. I think if you, the top brain food is the filet of salmon. And this is salmon season right now, so we can get lots of it. Wild Alaskan salmon, oh my goodness. Wild Alaskan salmon. And I have a, a two pages in our book where I list the top 10 nutrients in the brain. And the t- then the next page, it's the top 10 nutrients in a filet of wild salmon. And it's a perfect match. There's no other food in the, on the planet that has the same top level of the 10 nutrients in it that the brain has, like uh, omega-3 fats. Ah, omega-3, DHA, EPA. 
top fat in the brain, top fat in salmon. And then, um, oh, I have a question for you, Dr. Fit. What do you think makes salmon pink? Why are they so pink? The algae they eat that turns into astaxanthin. Aha, yes. <laughs> ah, you got it. Right. And very few people realize that salmon are pink because they have astaxanthin in them. Astaxanthin is one of uh, Dr. Mother Nature's most powerful antioxidants. Uh, antioxidant is anti wear and tear biochemical and bionutrient. And so you have healthy fats in a piece of salmon, and you have nature's most powerful antioxidant, which is what the brain needs. And um, now some people, and, and if you can't um, get salmon or you're vegan, then what you need to do is take astaxanthin, and the best is, is um, it comes from, it's grown, you can actually grow astaxanthin in a pond in Hawaii, Hawaiian astaxanthin, and you can actually get uh, DHA and EPA um, uh, instead of fish oil, you can get it in algae oil, a plant-based. So if you are vegan, you still need the same nutrients that are in a filet of salmon that you can get but you have to have your blood tested. You have to have maybe a nutritionist to help you. So that was, that's my, um, I have a little section in our book on called Vegan Brain. And the um, uh, reason I, I like that, I'm not, per, I'm, I'm a, a pesco vegetarian, meaning I high in vegetables, but also high in seafood. But if, if you do uh, be a vegan, do it smartly. And the best thing about a vegan diet is it, it keeps you lean. My leanest friends, those with the least belly fat, <laughs> are, um, <laughs> are, are tend to be vegans. However, you really have to do it carefully, and you have to have blood tests to make sure you have, uh, in fact, a brand-new blood test now. You can measure your omegas now. You measure yes. omega-3s to see if you get enough, and if you don't eat it, you have to take it in a supplement. Yeah, it's so true. I learned about that when I was actually in chiropractic school, um, and it wasn't as popular. It was just 10 years ago, and now it's, it's easily to catch your omega-3 to 6 ratios, and I, I think that's good. They say that eventually in medicine, they will start to look at that being the, the check instead of cholesterol checks. They're going to look at omega-3-6 ratios. But uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that yet. <laughs> I, I, think, I think, you know, I, I think that's coming because um, they're finding that, that uh, this whole cholesterol thing is not, um, not what it's uh, made out to be. And it's it, to make cholesterol simple when you go in for a cholesterol test if they just do the routine test that's not going to tell you a lot you want to ask for one simple thing ask them to test small particle cholesterol that is a tiny little part of a part of sticky cholesterol that worms its way through the artery lining and causes hardening of the arteries that's the most important cholesterol to test. And however, it's the one that is not tested as much. So that's one little tip for our listeners. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's, uh, 
Yeah, it's interesting. And this is why I like, I mean, I take axisanthin. I also take uh, um, fish oil every day because I don't eat fish every day. But um, I have a question for you, though. Mm-hmm. What about, because I know you're a pescatarian. Um, I'm just curious. I, I eat meat, uh, red meat primarily. Um, I don't, it's funny. I, ever since I have chickens, I don't eat chicken much anymore. It's kind of interesting how that worked out. Um, but what about grass fed pasture raised organic beef or bison? Yeah. Uh, two thumbs up. Okay. <laughs> I was just curious. I know we're talking about smart fats and I don't know if you talk about that in your book or not. Um, I, I was do. just curious. And, uh, and, okay. I'll, ha- I'll have a personal confession. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, my um, I, I married a farmer's daughter, so <laughs> so yes, you know, uh, Martha, and um, but my favorite, my favorite meal I, once a week is is venison, and my friends back east, uh, they send me uh, venison, frozen venison. And so I have a little venison section in my freezer, and I'll have a venison burger or a venison steak. It's very lean and very healthy. So it's it's uh, it's like anything else. The if you feed the animal right, the meat is good. And I uh, I use the supermarket as sort of a nutritional classroom for my family. And one day I was taking my um, a 15-year-old grandson, uh, Jonathan, to the supermarket, and um, he's an athlete. He's a marathon runner, and I said, Jonathan, let me show you something. Let me, let's go over to the uh, steak, where, where they have the steaks out, and see that steak? Look at that piece of steak. It's all full of fat and marbling, and that meat is not as, as uh, really rich-looking. That's an animal that sat around and ate junk food all day. Now let's go over to the healthy uh, meat market where it's all grass fed and the animals are out there and running around. Notice the difference. It's not as fatty and marbly. It's not as pale. And I said, which do you want your muscles to look like the animal that sat around ate junk food all day? Or do you want your your muscles to look and work like that animal that ate good food and went outdoors and played, go outside and play? <laughs> uh, so I, I'm a firm believer in the value of, of uh, free-range, 100% grass-fed beef, and also what's called grass-finished beef. Yes. Because a uh, nasty little trick some people do is, you know, they, uh, they um, uh, let their, their – uh, uh, cattle graze in the pasture and then they send them to a feedlot to be fattened up for extra two or three hundred pounds before they um, go into hamburger. And that's not so smart either. So uh, 100% grass fed and grass finished. I love it. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more on that. It's uh, it's one of those things. Since you like venison, have you ever had elk? Oh, yes. Okay. I like uh, elk, moose, and venison. Gotcha. I love them. They're all. Lean. I know one of my friends. He's uh, he's big into elk. He'll get meat for that, and uh, he's like, it's the leanest meat out there. It's the most leanest meat. And I was like, eventually I'll have to work my way to those. But right now, I, I like the beef. It's easy to get my hands on it and so forth. But uh, yeah, um, 
Very cool. So we got, we talked about fish, you know, salmon. I wanted to ask that question really quick because there's so many varieties of salmons for the listeners. They may be listening and go, okay, I eat salmon all the time. Is there a difference? You know, you talk about, we talked about axisanthin and is there a difference between like a King Alaskan versus a sockeyed salmon? Yes. And And I think, um, uh, here's a little bit of fish talk. Uh, (laughs) Wild Alaskan or wild Pacific salmon. That is your best salmon, I th- I'm going to say, in the world, because uh, I've been fishing m- most places in the world, and I've been fishing in Alaska. And so uh, I have a fisherman friend up there, uh, Vital Choice. If you want to uh, Google vitalchoice.com, fabulous uh, fishing up there, um, great place to get wild salmon. So the salmon goes like this. Your pinkest and your meatiest is sockeye. I love sockeye. That's my favorite. It's, it's meaty and it's real rich and pink. Uh, next is king. King is a little fattier, a healthy fat, and a little milder. Um, my wife likes, prefers king. I like sockeye. So you have king and sockeye. Um, generally are my two favorites, but any, you you can get uh, just a regular pink salmon too, but uh, any, any salmon that is wild, wild salmon is, is absolutely the, um, uh, so much better. And, and for several reasons, the fatty profile, the fat profile of a wild salmon is better. The astaxanthin is better. It's not a food coloring like sometimes in wild salmon, in, in fish, in farm salmon. And um, uh, in fact, uh, a little story, Dr. Vic, uh, once a month, uh, we get our salmon order from Vital Choice up in Alaska. And um, my, um, uh, here comes this box at the front door. And my wife says, Bill, your medicine's arrived. <laughs> <laughs> The seafoods, my medicine. So, uh, and speaking of seafood, seafood is seafood, S-E-E. What's good for the brain is good for the eyes. So true. And, and uh, DHA, the, the top fat in salmon, is also the top fat in the retina of your eye. See, so that's, there's just so many good things about, that's why a little filet of wild salmon uh, will always be my top brain food. And I can see why too. I love it. And I love, I, I'm a big fan of sockeye myself and I get as much as I can. Uh, since you farmed it real quick, just as I asked this question, it, you, you've been fishing in Alaska and stuff and you're a big fan of salmon. Have you ever had copper river salmon? Oh, <laughs> you mean that $50 a pound? <laughs> That's expensive. Let me tell you, I only eat it once or twice a year when it comes out. I'm like, all right, I'll splurge a little. I'll okay. enjoy it. All right. My favorite fisherman up there, Randy Hartnell, he, he, he sends me every, every year uh, about a half a dozen fillets of, of Copper River salmon. And I put it in our, in our freezer. I put it in a little box because, you know, we have a lot of kids and they're in there. We call, they call it shopping at mom and dad's, you know that. And, <laughs> and, kids, and um, uh, I have put it there. Do not eat. This belongs to mom. <laughs> <laughs> so mom, oh, isn't that, that is the most delicious, nutritious 
uh, Copper River salmon. So you, you nailed it. Yeah, I just had to ask when you were talking about salmons and all this, I was like, I got to ask him if he does Copper River. Yeah, it's one of my, uh, I think it's only what, I think it's July or August, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. They do that once. I had a, I have a, I used to have a chiropractic coach and she lived in, she lives in Alaska and she would tell me like, it's a, it's a really serious event that they go down to the river and it is, it is just, it's a, they're like, they get about 20, 30 different fish. They'll get 20 to 30 salmons they'll catch. Um, yeah. But it's like, they're like, you, it's no joke. You got to be there and, and they take it very seriously. So um, mm -hmm. very cool. Now, I know we've been talking a lot about fat. We've been talking a lot about brain health. I wanted to make sure I covered, you know, a couple things here. Um, with everything going on with COVID and brain health, how's that, you know, in your book, because your book, I think it's, it's, it's critical during these times. So I want to hear from you. Why, do you. why is your book so, the timing and the importance of it is so critical right now? Well, the, the timing is so important. I'm glad you asked because if I had to, if I, uh, I'm looking at my book cover right now, I could change the cover from the Healthy Brain book to uh, Preventing COVID book. And there, I wouldn't change a thing in the book because <clears throat> how do we, I call it preloading. One of our concepts in our book is called the concept of preload. Preload your body, preload to prepare and prevent. Preloading simply means, and I'm going to take you, I take our listeners deep inside our body. We have a, an immune system in our body, an army of fighters, and they're called NK cells, natural killer cells. They look like little Pac-Men. So picture your army inside. So a virus comes in, and the army, <clears throat> if the army is well-fed and well-equipped, and well-trained, we call it preloaded, then that army says, okay, we can handle that virus. We'll, we'll go on a search and destroy mission. We'll attach ourselves to that virus or that cancer cell, whatever comes into your body, and we'll attach ourselves to that virus and we'll literally shoot a biochemical bullet into the virus and blow it up and you won't get COVID. So preload your body. The best thing you can do is take care of your immune system. And, and how do you do that? You eat smart foods, like you equip, you better you, like if you're Pac-Man, if your little NK cells could talk, they'd say, the better you feed me, the better we'll fight for you. And movement. See, movement mobilizes our immune system. So when our government says stay home, they don't mean sit at home. <laughs> sit and stew is bad for you. It's bad for your immune system. And, and think about it for a minute. As you move, the better as you move, as you get your blood flow going faster and, and a heart, a heart pumping better, your immune system works better. Every system of the body, it's like every, like the brain especially, is like a garden. And what do you do to grow a good garden? You feed and fertilize it. What do you do when you exercise? You increase the blood flow to your brain, which is food and fertilizer. So um, right now is our opportunity to preload our body. We have a, an institute called the Dr. Sears Wellness Institute where we certify um, health coaches. And one of our biggest uh, mantras in our in our health coach certification is how to make your own medicines. 
that your body makes its own medicines. And one of the best ways to make your own medicines is movement. And if you want to have some fun, if you're out, say, jogging with a friend or, or you're, when the gym opens, you're on a treadmill or just jumping up and down or dancing or walking fast, just say to your friends, oh, it feels so good to be making my own medicines. Really? Yes. So when you move, we have a whole page of diagram in our, in our book. When you move, when the blood flows faster over the lining of your blood vessels, the silver lining, that is where your natural pharmacy is. And when you move, you picture trillions of little medicine bottles opening up and flooding your system with good, healthy medicines, internal medicines. And the medicines you make are better than the medicines you take, all the antis, I call it. You make antidepressants, anti-anxiety, anticoagulants. You know, anti-lower cholesterol, lower blood sugar, lower blood pressure. Those are the natural medicines you make. And how do you make it? Dr. Mom said, go outside and move. In fact, movement outdoors, uh, brain specialists call it exercise squared. Movement outdoors is so, so good for the brain and every system of the body. Couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more. Being a chiropractor, we're all about movement, um, more about movement in the spine specifically, but it's one of those things too where, you know, I, I could totally see why work movement outside is critical. I mean, there's research studies that show that like even indoor air can be up to 10 times more toxic than outdoor air. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so I could see that being a huge role in your book. Oh, go ahead. Uh, no, that, and, and that's why, and I keep going back to my favorite neurologist, Dr. Mom, go outside and play. Remember as a, as a kid when you're a boredom and bad behavior, go outside and play. <laughs> outside and play. Thank you, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> so true. And make sure you're in the sun as much as you can. Ah, Enjoy yes. it. And safety with it, but definitely. Um, I was going to ask you something. Now I'm going blank on it. It'll come back. But well, I'll, um, I'll remind you about, you mentioned the term chiropractor. See, I, I have a lot of respect for chiropractors. I know you guys are real busy now because we are seeing, and I'm sure you're seeing, uh, uh, an illness I've never seen before except the last five years. We call it in pediatrics, text neck. <laughs> well, these kids are coming in. They look like old folks. You know, they're bent over. They're humpback because they're spending the day. So I teach, and part of my, uh, uh, my um, uh, they call it Dr. Bill's sermon. <laughs> okay, Dr. Bill's sermon, when they <laughs> come in for their checkup. I say, all right, I want you to every, at least once an hour, say hi to the sky. Put your arms out to your side. Look up. Look way up. Hold it for about five or ten seconds and say hi to the sky. What you're doing in your balance, you're, you're balancing that humped over text neck that you spend most of your day doing. So true. And it's, it's, it's one of the things we're seeing chronically now. Um, I mean, I'm seeing eight year olds and seven year olds with straight necks. I mean, we'll do, we'll do an x-ray just to see uh, so that we can, it's part of our neurological assessment and it's just it's it's mind blowing to see that because in chiropractic we call that the arc of life, mm -hmm. and 
these kiddos and stuff not having it, it's just, uh, it's a whole nother silent epidemic that's happening that nobody knows about. And in this, and you're talking about brain health, this relates all to it because it, it creates uh, what we call in, in neurology, low tone mm-hmm. and which plays a massive role on things. So I digress, but yeah, it's something that, uh, uh, we see a lot of, a lot of, um, as we get wrapping up here, I know that, you know, one of the things is, so you talked about movement. We talked about fats. Is there anything else um, when it comes to how to create a healthy brain? Well, um, let's maybe talk for a minute or so on meditation because uh, this is becoming more and more impact. I start teaching in my medical practice, I start teaching meditation techniques to seven-year-olds. I love that. And we teach them, I call it the, uh, I learned this from a smart mom in my practice, Julie, uh, we call I am. So before they go to bed, you lie down with them and you say, I am, I want you to tell me all the things that you are good at. Okay, I am smart. I am a good soccer player. I am pretty. I am, I am. And you wake up in the morning and you say hi to the sky and you say attitude of gratitude. Uh, no, again, no matter how life sucks, we all have a few things to be thankful for nowadays. Uh, I am thankful for. I uh, thank you for. I, I do this every morning. I wake up. Thank you for my life. Thank you for my wife. Thank you for my health. Thank you for my wealth, eight kids. Thank you for my MD. Please make it my ministry. So whatever mantra, whatever uh, list of attitude and gratitude, that's the way your brain wants you to start the day, not jump out of bed and go to your email and go to your cell phone. No, just look outside. Take five things you're thankful for, thank you for, thank you for. And that's, that's how you relax the brain. The brain says, hey, you just brightened my day. I'm Bring on the day. I can take it. I like that. I like how you make it a mantra. That's, that's really, uh, that's, that, that adds a little special touch to it. So um, this is great. I love everything you're sharing here. I love how you're teaching seven-year-olds how to meditate. I think that's very critical in this day and age. Um, so Dr. Sears, how can people connect with you? How can they get in touch with what you're up to, follow you, get a hold of your book, all that stuff? Where is it available and things like uh, that? Yes, yes. The, uh, the book is available on Amazon. Just came out last week on Amazon. And um, uh, you can get it through, through our website, AskDrSears.com. That's AskDrSears.com. Uh, AskDrSears.com. Uh, through my Wellness Institute. Uh, Dr. Sears Wellness Institute dot org. Though I love to uh, hearing from you. Those are the best ways to uh, to connect, uh, Dr. Vic. And and um, you know I think we have so much in common. It's been an honor being in your, on your uh, program because we we uh, you and I at the end of this program we'll have what what I call the helpers high. Uh, so maybe a few <laughs> listeners, maybe a few hundred, hopefully. Maybe a few hundred people's lives are better because of what they heard on your program. And then you and I will go to bed 
tonight saying, ah, because of what we shared on a program, someone's life is happier, healthier, and longer. That's that priceless feeling that keeps uh, you and I in medical practice. <laughs> totally. I couldn't agree with you more on that. Yeah, I love the whole helper high thing. It's, uh, it's why I do this whole podcast. I always tell people, they ask me, why, did you do, why do you do it? What's the purpose? And I said, it's not to get big or famous or anything like that. I can have conversations with people that I normally would never be able to, it's just in my own networks, but doing it this way with technology and social media and everything, I'm able to. And so I get that pick your brain, connect with you. But then at the same time, while I'm doing that, we're helping people at the same time. So I appreciate you being on. It was a lot of fun. And thank you. Thank you for listening to the podcast. For past shows, please visit www.empoweryourreality.com. I hope this show inspired you and added to your life to help you on the journey to rediscover who you really are. To connect with us on Facebook, please visit www.facebook.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. Check us out on Twitter. The handle is Dr. Vic 21. Follow us on Instagram, www.instagram.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. If you were inspired by the podcast, pay it forward by sharing it with someone who you know can benefit from it. Thank you again for listening to the Mindful Experiment podcast, sharing paths to help you rediscover your infinite potential. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling.